Welcome to See It Our Way, a student-run podcast from the Foundation for Blind Children's Adult Services Comprehensive Program, located in Phoenix, Arizona. Our goal is for listeners to see it our way and learn about journeys through life with low vision and blindness. This podcast hopes to raise awareness and help listeners understand how we go about our daily lives during and after vision loss. You will hear stories of hope and perseverance, creating a conversation about how life with vision loss is not worse, just different. Welcome to See It Our Way. I'm Matthew Bullis, and today we have Alan, Debbie, James, and Norma, who's new to this podcast. Welcome, Norma. Hi. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so the dreaded interview question, tell us about yourself. I'm uh, Norma. I'm legally blind. I was born like that, but now I'm experiencing something new in my life, so I started a school and I'm so happy learning technology, mobility training, Braille, English. <laughs> so I'm so happy to be here and I'm so happy to meet you guys. Everybody is so nice. So How's your schooling going? It's going okay for you? Yes, I'm okay. I'm not afraid to use the computer anymore. <laughs> I'm learning little by little. I'm not fast learning, but I'm so happy about that. And your English is coming along excellent. Oh, thank you, Debbie. I'm just trying. I, I get nervous when I need to talk in public because I know my English is not good, but I, I understand a lot English. And No, your English is good. <laughs> And I try to talk in English all the time because nobody speaks with me in Spanish, so I need to talk in English all the time. So have you found a difference from the first day you came until now? Oh, yeah, a big difference. What's the difference for you? I feel more uh, confident right now. Like, I'm able to have a conversation with somebody in, in English, and before it was a little bit hard. So now I feel more confident in a different ways in my life. Well, Norma, I think I can speak English pretty good. I'd be nervous speaking in public also. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, learning a, a language is not easy, believe me. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> when you're doing fine in my eyes since I met you, Norma. And we're happy to have you on the podcast, too. Well, yep. thank you to give me the opportunity. At first, I was nervous because I was, oh, my gosh, <laughs> I don't know if I can do that. But yes. I, I like to try things. I always say yes to everything. <laughs> I don't know if it's good or bad. But when they ask me something, I always say yes. And then uh, I think later and said, oh. why well, I said yes. So now I have to do that. <laughs> but I'm glad you said yes to this one. You're making a great access to this podcast that we all got going here at FBC. So how did you find it using your cane? Is this the first time you used a cane since you came to FBC? Yeah, it's my first time. I think it's a, a good tool for me because most of my life I'm like that. So I, I was born like that. So I never used a cane before. But right now I feel more confident to go to new places because the when I go to new places, it's a big problem for me because I'm not able to see small things. And right now I feel more comfortable using my cane and the people understand or they know I have a disability. And before I was faking all the time <laughs> because even people I know, they don't know how bad is my vision right now. Like friends in California, they don't know how bad is my vision because I was 
pretending all the time. Oh, I can, I can see good. No, I can't. You were faking it till you make it. Yeah. <laughs> the change from uh, California to Arizona helped me a lot because in California, one time I tried to use my cane, but I know a lot of people and I was like afraid about the, their reaction. And I was thinking maybe they're not going to accept me because I have a disability. And I was wrong because who cares? Like if they don't, they don't accept you, it's because they're not your friends. Right. 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 And now I'm thinking different. Like I feel like I need to use the cane sometimes, not all the time, because I know how to go places and figure out how to do things. But I feel more comfortable with my cane. The last time I went to the hospital, I used my cane. And the lady in the front desk asked me, you need help with your papers? And I said, yes, please. So because she see my cane. Right. And uh, and I had bad experience before use my cane. I remember they have this uh, machine to check in. And uh, I told the, the front desk, I need help. And she was, oh, you don't know how to write? And I said, no, I'm legally blind. And she was, and who come with you? I said, nobody. So you're legally blind and nobody's with you? I said, no. And she was, how you get here? And I said, I took her over. What's the problem? Aww. And that lady was so rude with me. And she made me cry. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. And this lady in the waiting room hear everything so she stand up and and she helped me to check in but right now it's different (laughs) yeah i use my cane all the time ever since i got it i do not go out my front door without it it really helps other people to know you're blind they move out of the way you know people respect it more yeah now i understand that part like the cane is very important for me and for you guys too I try to use my cane most of the time. If I'm with my boyfriend, I can hold his hand. But if I'm by myself, I use my cane all the time. How's Braille coming? Well, it's really good. Um, I'm not learning fast, you know that. But um, I know the alphabet and I know how to read a small word because I'm learning English too and it's hard for me. Right. Yeah, so I'm so happy, so I'm able to read labels, and I don't remember where I went, but I I read a real label, and I was so happy to do that. <laughs> yeah, it's exciting. Yes, yes, it is. Hopefully, I never lose my whole vision, but if I lose my whole vision, I'm able to read Braille right now. I wanted to be able to read to my granddaughter and them, you know? Yeah. So learning braille helps out because they have little kids' books and stuff in braille that Mm -hmm. I'm purchasing and stuff. And now I can read to her. That's good. So how did you initially hear about FBC? What was your introduction? Uh, When I moved to Arizona, I was looking for a place to, because I was looking for a job and I was, oh, I need help. And in California, I went to the rehab department and they helped me to find my job over there so when i moved to arizona i was looking for a place like that and um the counselors worked there so i talked to her about my job i need a job and i need help and she was you're not interested to go to the school and learn more uh, skills like uh, 
because I told her I'm not able to use computer and my English is not good. And what do you think about this? And she explained to me about the different schools are here in Arizona. And I thought it was a good idea. So I said, oh, okay, yeah, I can try that. And she explained to me, when you finish the program, they're going to help you to find a job or maybe you can own your own business. And there's a lot of options. So I went to see three different schools. But uh, when I get to the FDC, I feel so comfortable and I met uh, Julie Rock and Julie Oliver and a lot of people. So I feel very comfortable in that place. So I was, oh, that's the school I want to come. So yeah, so I chose the school the same day we went to the three different schools. So you're happy you came? Yes, I'm so happy. <laughs> yeah, me too. The schooling, it challenges you. You know, it's a big challenge. Yes, I was so nervous, first of all, because my English. And I was, oh my gosh, hopefully I can do that. But when I started school the first day, I feel comfortable, like, because I started to talk to the instructors and you guys. <laughs> so the first day, you guys made me feel comfortable and welcome. I think we're all thankful for FBC and the instructors. Yeah, everybody is so patient with me and they explain really good to me. So I understand yes. everything they teach me. I know that Matthew and Miss Cynthia in our classes, they take you as you are, you know, yeah. and they really help you. If you're going slow, they help you. She had trouble in the beginning with tech really bad. And yeah. Matthew was just so awesome because he was like, okay, well, let's try this. And we found out writing down my notes and having it in my hand, I was better with. And then like with Brel, with Miss Cynthia, she just has been so awesome because it was like, she's going, you know this, you can do this, just think. And she's right, because I get all flustered. And sometimes we need a little push. <laughs> yes. The things that, that happened to me too. Like, I'm not like sure I can do something. And yes, you can do that. Try yeah. it. And I try it and I can do that. Yeah. I applaud everyone that's in this meeting and not only at this meeting that's in the school because it's just a testament to all of us are trying to do, we're motivated to achieve something. Mm -hmm. And we're not just going out and asking for assistance because we feel sorry for ourselves and can't do it. I mean, we're all stepping up to the plate. We're trying to learn new things. We're trying to be independent as possible. Yeah. So we got to get you cooking later because you love to cook. Yes. I started to cooking when I was so young. I was maybe 11, 12 years old. My mom is a great cooker, too. And she always told us, you need to learn how to cook because the people know how to cook. They wore uh, gold. And I was, huh, that's interesting. I want to learn how to cook. I want the gold. <laughs> yes. And I started cooking so young. So for me, it's so easy and I'm happy to cook. And if I need to cook for somebody, I feel so happy to do that. I don't mind. I enjoy cooking all the time. Did you work before? Yes. What kind of job did you hold? I did a custodial job for five years. It's not easy as a hard work, but yes. I did it for five years. Every single day I was there. 
I never called sick or nothing. I'm very responsible with that. And I was working 10 hours a day. That company hired people with disability and they understand I have a disability. So I was working very comfortable with that company. So yeah. how was you cleaning and not being able to see? I used to clean everything. <laughs> I was working in a base in California. Yeah. We just need to clean the restrooms and pick up trash and vacuum and those things. But in the restroom, I used to clean everything every single time I clean a restroom to not leave uh, small spots or things like that. So I just clean everything. <laughs> and yeah. it was hard because when I finished to work, I was so tired because if somebody just do spot cleaning, no, I cannot do that. I have to clean the whole restroom to make sure everything is okay, is clean. So what was your challenges doing that? Did you have any challenges that was hard? Yes, because most of the buildings I was cleaning, it was um, security buildings. So I need to use the badge and put a, a pink number. And it was hard for me because I wasn't able to see the little numbers. That's the only challenge I had. But I think I did really good because I always get good complaints about, no, no complaints, uh, good Compliment. things about my job. They always tell me, thank you for my good job. So I was happy doing my job. It wasn't easy, but I did it really good, I think. So what do you want to get into next? After FBC, what do you want to do? I wish I can do my own business. If I cannot do that, I, I just want to find a, a job I can do it. Because when I do something, I, I try to do the best I can. What would you like to open up of your own? I was thinking about um, get a food truck, but I don't think it's going to be easy. That sounds like an idea, though. Yeah, because it's, I like the idea because on a restaurant, it's not easy because you have to be there 12 hours a day or more. When you own a food truck, you choose the hours you want to work in the days. So, yeah, I think it's okay. I can do it, but uh, I don't know if it's going to be possible. Okay. Norma, please don't write that off because... This is a way of getting your family together. You can have your boyfriend drive, have your daughters work with you in the kitchen, in the food truck. Yeah. So don't you think that would be an idea? Yeah. Yeah. And that's the purpose of the labor market survey that everyone has to do because you have to show vocational rehabilitation that this is a viable career. I talked to them about that, but you need to provide you on truck. And I was... <gasps> No, I cannot do that. They're very expensive. So that's why I'm a little bit down right now, because I don't think I can buy a truck. No, don't say that, because I just saw one. I looked it up. There is someone selling one online, and it wasn't that expensive. So if you can finance that, you good. Because I was looking prices, and they cost a lot of money when they're new. And, you know, if you're good like you are, we know you can cook. You can turn that profit and pay that off in no time flat because food trucks are very lucrative right now. Just put that as a goal and show them that you can do it. I know I can do it and I'm very confident about that. And I have my sister. She can help me with advices because she has a restaurant and my nephew too. So when I get back from vacation, yeah, I'm going to be calling you and your boyfriend. Let's sit down and talk. That's what you really want to do. 
I'm going to sit down and show you some stuff. I've owned a restaurant. I've been part owner of a restaurant. I looked into getting a food truck one time. Then I lost my vision and somebody asked me, now, who, who going to drive it for you? That means you got to hire somebody else. But you got to. Yeah, I, I think my boyfriend can help me with that. So my nephew or somebody in my family. Oh, yeah. I hire a, a driver. No, you don't want to hire no driver. Keep it in the family. Yeah. We got a food club come out here to where I live every <laughs> Tuesday or Thursday. They come out here to this apartment, park in the complex, and people flock down to it. Different types of food truck. One day it was a taco truck. One day it was a chicken truck. One day it was a gyro sandwich truck. Depends what the people want. And that's like the good thing to have a truck because you can uh, choose which place you want to go, the location. Yeah. So several of you have been on this podcast for several episodes. Would you say that there's something that you learned about yourself or did you develop any skills from being on this podcast? I have. Before we started, when we were getting this together and they said that I was going to be involved, I was like, I ain't got nothing to say. I don't like talking. <laughs> now I can't shut up. This morning so, I was yeah. so nervous and I, I was talking to Alan and he was, don't be nervous, Norma. It's the same thing we did before at the kitchen and in the school. And I was, oh, okay, sounds better. <laughs> so how do you like it? It's, it's really good. I enjoyed talking to you guys. You're not only talking to us, you're talking to a lot of people out there in the world, don't uh, you? Yeah, you're oh my goodness. And hopefully our stories inspire somebody somewhere. Right. <laughs> oh, they are. They will. Because a lot of people, like my brother, he ain't got a clue what we're going to do this weekend because he know that I'm vision impaired, but he don't know how much. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them, my family members think I'm all the way blind. Some of them think I'm not even blind. Yep. Uh, they think I'm faking, you know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what? Yeah, you know, I'm like, I told my sister, why would I fake doing something like this? And I'm used to having a business, running a business, making money, and now I wait for a disability check to come. That don't even make any kind of sense. Don't you know I would love to get in my son's Corvette and take the top out and put some cool sunglasses on, ride down the interstate? Oh, I would love that. You know, <laughs> I would love that. Feel the wind blow and I'm driving. This car well, you know t- what? I don't miss drive because I never drive in my life. But um, at least you guys had the opportunity to drive. Yep. And, you know, with us starting this podcast, I have learned so much. I have learned that we can do anything. Life ain't bad. It's just different for us. It ain't bad. It's just different. Exactly. Uh, I have met. Now, I'm just going to give you a primer. Who's going to ever forget Alan? Who's going to ever forget Debbie? Who's going <laughs> to ever forget Tony? I'm so thankful and grateful for this podcast. I had no idea we was going to be thinking about putting a podcast together. Never in life would I thought of that. So the reason I asked this question was I know what I've noticed. Everyone has now had the practice of planning and thinking about future topics, of talking with each other and asking pointed questions. So you think the podcast is working out okay for us students then, right, Matthew? Yeah, it has. I think it's been a good opportunity to give back and not just consume. Right. I totally agree to that. See, I think it's a little early for me to even decide because this could go either way for me. Either I'm going to be put on an FBI watch list or <laughs> I'm going to get some therapy pro bono from some 
psychiatrist that's listening to me or something. <laughs> so I'll tell you in the end, though. I guess you better listen to episode 11, Alan. <laughs> I know with this little group we got right now on the podcast right now, I have learned so much from each individual. I could just name things, you know, and that's what makes me glad about FBC that it had bought me out this shelter that I was in. Thought my life was over with. It ain't over with. It's just a new chapter I'm beginning now. I think what it is, too, is we all know the struggles that we're going through. You know, losing our eyesight and trying to adjust. That we all know that each one of us have a story. You know, yeah. and each one of us have went through something different than the other person. So when we get together and talk, it's like, wow, that's when you learn from each other. Yeah, and I think it's like a therapy, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I definitely yeah. think it's therapy for me. A lot of people are learning a lot about technology right now. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Because, like, for us, it's coming because this is what we was doing. Yeah. You take some of them people who ain't been working from home, they like, what I do? But Matthew, have, my wife has learned so much, and she used a lot of those keyboard commands, not Matthew. And she used to strictly be a mouse user. So she owe you for a couple of lessons, Matthew. Yeah. And I'm your manager. I'm not going to let her get away with it. <laughs> Thank you for listening to See It Our Way, a podcast to help with awareness regarding blindness and low vision. Please click like and subscribe to follow our journey and connect with us through our website, www.seeitourway.org slash FBC podcast and through all of our social media channels.